Hey, welcome to the On Point Cast. Today we have a guest who was so critical of others. He lost his marriage, he lost his friends, and he became depressed. Now, what did Roman do? Let's listen to this interview, and we're going to learn so many things because no matter who we are, we are critical. And being critical definitely doesn't help us. So let's learn how to get out of this and how to get back on track by listening to our guest today, Roman. It's a blessing to have you on the uh, On Point cast today, Roman. And in the past, you were very critical of people. Why were you so critical in your relationships? Well, you know, I, I've I've used to be a perfectionist. Not that I'm 100% free of perfectionism now, but I, I definitely was a very, very hardcore perfectionist. So I judged myself and I judged all other people, including my ex-wife, for example, and my, my son. Wow. So it was really more than just relationships. It was judging yourself. It was judging anyone in your path. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yes. Wow. And what are the, what were the consequences? What are the consequences of being so critical of yourself and critical of others? Well, pretty disastrous. Actually on the inner side of me that was feeling miserable quite a lot of time. And I actually I judged myself once uh, when when my dog died, and I blamed myself for it as a perfectionist, oh. and I I sank into mild depression as a result. That was one example. A more like a more catastrophic example is losing my marriage, because oh, man. I was so judgmental with my with my ex wife, so she filed for a divorce. Wow! So it's like. This this attitude, this critical nature of yours was really pushing people away from you. People were just not wanting, wanting to be around you. Exactly. Who wants to be around someone who is critical all the time? Right. It's not easy being around people who are critical, right? It's So definitely one of the consequences was uh, your marriage. And how about your friends? Was that the same with your friendships also? Actually, yeah, that's a that's a pretty good question because I started my very first business with a friend, a very good friend. And I was able to to work on that business for just eight months. And I got so critical. I thought that I, I was way more efficient. I was way more productive. So I decided, yeah, I should just leave. And th- <laughs> that's how I lost. I lost a friend for 10 years and we um, we made peace only after 10 years. Oh my goodness. Wow. So you had this this business partner and things were probably started off pretty well. And then all of a sudden the, the criticalness inside of you was just not helping out this friendship, uh, which was also your business partner. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I was I can't I can't really like looking back now, I can't believe that was me. But oh my uh, goodness. If it, it, it feels it feels good to be a different person. Wow. Yeah. So looking back at your past is must be kind of painful. <sighs> well, technically, yeah, but I don't I don't really go into the past. That, at least I'm trying to do my best not to go there. I try to okay. live in the present all the time. All right. Yeah. So you're you're basically saying you you just I chose to not dwell on the past. Right, right, right. 
All right. Well, that's a good thing to do because dwelling definitely isn't helpful. But ultimately, you had this crisis in your life. All of a sudden, the consequences were overwhelming. What ultimately made you want to change? You know, first of all, of course, I saw that this was not working for me. And like an eye opener for me was this book by Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And he Stephen writes about, you know, being accepting a lot. So yeah, that was a huge influence for me. Right. So you're reading Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And in there, Stephen's talking about relationships. And uh, what what exactly was he talking about that really made you want to change? Let me cite one example that he gives there. He, He was he was riding a subway, I think in New York, and a family came in, a father with two kids. So the father sat, sat down on, sat down on a seat, but the kids were running all over, all over this, like all over the place. And they were, they were disturbing so many people, like everyone, including Stephen. but the father didn't seem to notice that at all. He just, you know, sat there like he was not there. And finally, Stephen thought that it would be a good idea to actually confront the father. And so he he came up to the father and said, okay, uh, sorry, can you do something about those kids? I think that they're causing trouble here. And the father, he looked back at Stephen and said, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I, they would just come back from a hospital where their mother died. And I think that they don't really know how to feel. And frankly, neither do I. Wow. And, yeah. And Stephen was so sorry, so sorry for making this assumption that, you know, the guy was just like thinking about something else and he was careless. Wow, that must have been such an eye opener just seeing that story. So through that, you realize what did you realize about yourself from that story? One one realization was that I shouldn't make any assumptions, and basically about other people. I mean, and because oftentimes, like in this case, my assumptions are wrong. And actually, if you think um, think like more deeply about this. I would say that there is actually no good or bad. That's that's a deeper realization. Because wow. you might think you, you might think that oh those kids running around they and disturbing everyone that's a bad thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> but then Correct. It, Yeah, it turns out that it's it's definitely not from from another person's perspective. Wow. So you realize that your critical thinking uh was really not really understanding the situation, not knowing all the facts. And um, that was one of the driving forces behind your critical thinking, right? And so this like was an eye opener and this just like, wow, I need to change. And so you've definitely done a lot of train changing because throughout at the beginning of the interview, uh, you talked about how, you know, now you're such a different person, right? So you had definitely changed a lot. And, um, what do you want your relationships to ultimately be like? I I want them to be based on uh, unconditional love. Okay. One where both myself and my spouse 
we really go into the relationship to give and not to get. And we make each other happy by doing that. And uh, we like on on a more on a more metaphysical level, we we are connected by this tube. And you know, love flows back and forth across this tube all the time. That's that's a good metaphor that I love to think. Oh wow. Uh, so in your mind you have this picture that a loving relationship is unconditional, right? Yeah. And and so that's what you're ultimately trying to achieve, right? And just out of curiosity, I read that um, Tony Robbins has been an inspiration to you, right? Yes. That, that's what Tony Robbins teaches. He teaches to, that relationships need to be unconditional. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of his main teachings when it comes to love. Okay. And how can you tell a relationship is unconditional? What are what are like the um, the things, the characteristics of an un, of a relationship? that is unconditional well uh, for starters you don't expect you so you give love to a person for example you kiss them you create a surprise date for them you do something that they like without expecting anything in return oh my goodness that must be so hard to do <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah that's good <laughs> yeah so in your mind it's like I'm going to encourage this person by doing this because I know this person really enjoys this, right? But also in the back of your mind, it's like, I'm not expecting anything in return. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. And um, well, that that must be challenging. It is. Cha- yeah, it is challenging. And that's, that's why I say that relationships do require work. And this is the first action item that we need to work on basically every day until it becomes a habit. Wow. So this is definitely, it takes work to be, to love unconditionally, right? It takes work, you know, look, it doesn't take work with your kids when they're small. All right. You love love them unconditionally. It doesn't take work in your normally first three months of a relationship when you feel all those hormones surging in you. It becomes difficult later. When your kids grow up and they're teenagers and when you're like one year into a relationship, that's when it's difficult. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. So one of the, the things that I can take away from what you just said is the longer you're in a relationship, the harder it is to love unconditionally. To start loving unconditionally. But when you, yeah, when you created a habit, it's, it, it gets, gets easier. Okay. So one of the things that you need to do to have unconditional love is to do things for another person uh, without expecting anything in return. What else do you need to do to uh, help your relationships be like what you're, you're striving to help them to achieve? Keep the lines of communication open all the time. Okay. Even if you, even if you feel resentful, keep talking to your partner and never go into this, you know, silent treatment mode. Okay. So keep the communication open and avoid silence at all cost. Exactly, exactly. It's so it's so easy for people to do this and that's our like de- default behavior, but it right. it's awful. It's very very detrimental to relationships. Wow, yeah, that silence teach that silent treatment is not fun at all. <laughs> so <laughs> Oh my goodness. And um I'm sure it's not good for uh, both people also. And that what else? What else would you say? So loving unconditionally, keeping communication open. Is there another thing that really helps you to 
have these great relationships? Oh, yes. When it comes to communication, I recommend having long conversations every day. Okay. For one hour, because it, it helps you to open up the partner and they feel heard and you know them on, you get to know them on a very deep level. Wow. So definitely something that, that we have to do is be very intentional in our meetings, in our relationships. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Okay. I agree. That's so important. We have to be intentional. So for you, how do you do that? Do you schedule this or you just go this time every week we're going to do this or how do you keep it intentional? Mm, yeah, great question. You know, um, I recommend setting a specific time each day for for a conversation like this no, normally let's say during dinner or after dinner that's one thing and okay. another very good tip that i that i like is that you postpone all criticism during the week until let's say saturday so you write everything down you don't say anything negative to your partner on 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 a saturday or sunday you go to a cafe sit down and then you then you discuss all those criticism by taking okay. turns. So you kind of like what you you kind of have this like weekly meeting where you just open up the conversation, right? So during the week, encouraging each other, uh, and then you write down something that you want to talk about during your say Saturday meeting. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a great idea. That must keep the communication really flowing throughout the week because everyone's so positive. They're focused on helping each other succeed, but ultimately that Saturday meeting is where you deal with issues. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that is so cool. Thanks for sharing that. I never even thought about doing that. So those are three great things that will help us to have great relationships, right? And um, what is your advice for somebody that's like, like I'm in a terrible relationship right now. Uh, how do we fix this relationship? Or how can you get that relationship back on track? What would you say? Yeah, do all those things. Right, just so, do those three things. So where yeah. would someone start? Sit down with your partner and talk about what they need from you in the relationship what they like, write down those needs, and then ask them how you can, how you are already meeting those needs for them and what you can do better. And then do this, those things. Well, let's say right. your, uh, your your wife says, you know, I don't like it. So you sit down with her and she tells you, I don't like it when you don't buckle our kids in a car. So the next time just buckle them. That's it. As simple as that. And it will have a pr profound effect. I guarantee wow, you. Wow, that's awesome. So one thing is to get back on track in a relationship is kind of have an assessment time where it's almost like getting reacquainted. It's like, what do you like to do? What do I like to do? What do you don't like to do? You know, just kind of sharing about this. And how can people do this without getting into an argument? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Have a coach. Have a, a coach. coach. Okay. Yeah. No coach. <laughs> All right. And we'll get into that in a minute. So yeah. what you're talking about is a coach will help a couple or friends navigate these issues. Yeah. All right. Coach will, will push you because I, I face this question. I hear this question all the time. So I want the result now. How, how, how can I get it? Okay. And I say, yeah, yeah. Just work with a coach because the coach will push you. Okay. <laughs> and that, that's awesome. So a coach will definitely help you. How long does it usually take uh, a relationship to go from troubled times to happy times? Um, of course, that's 
that's different, but I would say from one month to three months. Okay. Wow. So it doesn't have to be years. It can happen really fast. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, but for example, uh, I, I had a client who had not had sex for with their, so the, the, there was no sex in the family for for about three years and they, they never had sex. They never had sex. So, wow. you know, teaching them to have it, yeah, it took quite a, quite a lot of time, at least one year, I think. Wow. So they, they, well, obviously they had to trust you. Oh yeah. The, wow. Yeah. The, the, that's very important. That's very okay. important. As a coach, the, that's one of my, one of the main concerns is that, you know, building that trust over time with a client. Yeah, I could imagine that. So definitely a coach will help some people navigate through this, but it comes down to people really talking and not just like fluff type of talking, but really talking about issues, right? Exactly. What are the key things that hinder people from achieving great relationships? What are those things that are hindering people from just achieving a great relationship? Definitely being egoistic. Egoistic. Oh, that's a good one. So people are saying I'm better than the other person. And that's definitely not going to help a relationship prosper. Wanting to change the other person instead of taking taking the responsibility. Wow. So wanting the other person to meet their needs or to do what they want them to do. So it's definitely not a partnership or, or two people working together. It's just like, like, I want this person to do that. That's a so ego wanting the other person to do what you want them to do. Uh, what else? Silent treatment. The silent treatment. Yeah. Wow. That definitely doesn't help. So it's basically a breakdown in communication. Yeah. Taking, taking your partner for granted. Okay. So not valuing your partner. Yes. Anything else that you, that, that you come across? Yeah. You know, prioritizing kids over your partner. Okay. So (laughs) that's another really big one. That's another big one. So the reality is like say in a family, the marriage is more important than the kids, right? But many times it's easy to be treating the kids as they're like more valuable than your partner. That's right. That's sad. Yeah, that is sad. Wow. You've definitely seen a lot. And uh, one of the things is that you you help people. So you've come through this process yourself. And one thing I'm enjoying right now is looking at your smiling face. So uh, my guess is before you, when you're critical, you wouldn't be smiling like I see right now. So that's really encouraging. So you went through this process uh, yourself of going from someone that was very critical to someone that is now having great success in your relationships, right? And then- you came to this point where I want to help other people have success. How did that all happen? Well, first of all, I've been a fan of self-improvement for for a very long time. And I felt that, you know, I, I had more in me because uh, I, I, I wanted to help other people to improve because I, I, I felt that like I have this energy that I, I can take to improve not just myself, but, you know, other people. I wanted to see more progress than I was seeing in my own, just my life. And actually, I, because of my divorce experience, I was able to relate to people in relationships who struggle in relationships a lot. And wow. this makes it so much easier to help them because I know what they're going through exactly. 
Wow. So this stuff that you were learning to help you was so exciting that you wanted to share it with other people so that they could have success in their relationships also, right? Right. That is so cool. And is there ever a time in a relationship where it's just so broken, there is absolutely no hope? Yes. Yes. And yes. I would I would say when, you know, it's it's a very, very difficult situation when a client comes up, comes to me and says, look, I think that my marriage is doomed and I, I want to part ways. And I, you know, I prefer to make, you know, to, I, I don't like to make them change their point of view. I don't like to sell my own perspective, but at least I offer them to, you know, spend three months giving a, a second chance to the relationship by doing unconditional love for three months. And then people take you up on that challenge. They say, okay, Roman, I'm going to do this. Yes, yes. And after they do that, we, we can say that, and, and they see that it doesn't work, then at least they will not have any regrets that they did not try something. So your advice is just try this, try this out. And after three months, if it doesn't work, then it's just time to move on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oftentimes, yeah, that's true. Wow. Well, thank you. You've been so helpful. And um, I know that people listening to this, it's going to benefit, benefit them so much and help their relationship. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share before, um, before we end our time today? Okay. I believe that just as business and health relationships is yet another area of your life that requires work. So don't assume that you are good at relationships by default, automatically, no. Usually you're not. And that's why it's, it's a daily practice, a really daily practice. And, you know, you, you've heard a few tips today. And, oh, the yeah. point, and the point is to actually go and practice them and not just say, oh, not just to agree with them intellectually. Okay, so a lot of people including myself, I hear a lot of good stuff, but I never act on it. I never do anything with it. So your advice is it takes work, put it into practice, and you'll see great results. Yes, that's, that's right. And well, one of the things is that you are a coach and you help people through these challenging times. And how can people connect with you so that they can get the help they need to improve their relationships? Yeah, go to my website, which is romanmiranov.com, spelled as R-O-M-A-N-M-I-R-O-N-O-V. And just contact me. Hit the contact button and get a no-fee relationship breakthrough session, and we'll go from there. Wow, that's really cool. So no fee, first no fee. one? Wow, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. So you heard that's it right. Privilege. Yeah, no fee. First session. Awesome, for awesome. me, I mean. Awesome, awesome. Well, it's such a pleasure to have you on the On Point cast today. And um, I look forward to uh, talking with you again because uh, you're an expert on relationships. So you're a good person to talk to. Yeah, th thank you, Tim. It's been a privilege and a pleasure because the way you, you summarize, sum summarize the tips, this is like, uh, that's incredible. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Hey, well, have a great day. All right. Wasn't our guest awesome? 
he gave us so much good stuff. You know, from his life, we can see that he was very critical. He was critical of so many things, you know, and uh, we are also critical. And so it's so important that we realize being critical hinders us from being on point, hinders us from achieving what we want to achieve. And Roman gave us so many tips. And here are a few of the tips. The first tip, is to avoid being egotistic. Oh, it's so easy to be egotistic, but we need to be humble. And when we're humble, it helps us to not be critical. Another thing is avoid wanting to change others. It is so easy, goat man, if that person just did what I want them to do. But this isn't the attitude we need to have. We need to be like, what is best for this other person? And, um, you know, changing them is not the answer. All right. Another thing we want to avoid is the silent treatment. You know, this is something I do. If somebody's mean to me, I don't talk to them. Right. But that's not the wise thing to do. The wise thing to do is to try to work things out so that, you know, things move forward and don't move backwards in our relationship. Another thing to avoid is taking others for granted, especially the longer we're in a relationship with no matter who it is. It's so easy to take for granted, but we need to be thankful. We got the this friend, we have this relationship and we can't take our relationships for granted. We need to value them every single day. And finally, we need to avoid putting something above others. There's so many things that we can let get in the way of that relationship moving forward. Uh, you know, a simple thing is our telephone. When we're talking to somebody, it's so easy to pick up our phone and start looking at our phone. But in reality, we're not like putting the other person above our own telephone, you know? So we need to, uh, to watch that. We need to treat our relationships with respect and to value them. All right. Well, those are five great tips. And I know that those things will help us to be on point, especially in our relationships. All right. So, well, something else I want to share with you is that we have this community. It's an awesome community. The reality about our community is it helps people be accountable to what they believe they need to do to be on point. Also, I've got this thing that I've been doing for 30 years. It's really simple, but it's very helpful. And that's in our community. And so please go to onpointer.com, onpointer.com, go all the way to the bottom of the page. You'll see a box which says register, click on that box, fill out the form and follow the instructions and you'll be in our community. Look forward to greeting you there for you to be a part of our community. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the On Point cast today, listening. We got another one coming up. It's going to be really good. So uh, definitely look forward to uh, seeing you again. And let's be on point. Adios. Hasta luego. Ciao.